Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the movie A Mighty Heart, and I'm calling it A Mighty Mistake. This movie, though, is not, it would not be a mistake for you to go see it. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you that there are certain things that you need to bear in mind before you do, and that is that this is, has turned out to be, instead of a uh, movie that celebrates his heroism, um, it turned out to be a propaganda film, and that is propaganda for conveying the idea that instead of being vigilant, to terrorism encroaching upon our shores and within our shores, that we should just uh, make friends, give each other a hug, and um, and not worry about anything. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't make friends and give each other a hug. I'm all for that. But we should not forget what Daniel Pearl forgot, which is that people around us, close to us, um, again, people coming closer to our shores and within our shores, are really... There are some who are really out to destroy us in the name of Islam. Let me introduce my guests. Um, they are all commentators, columnists. Um, also, uh, Arlene Peck and Debbie Schlussel are, are talk show hosts. Um, Debbie Schlussel is an attorney, a columnist, a commentator, political commentator, and a talk show host. And Ari Bussell is a reporter and columnist for Israel's Jewish Life and a member of the L.A. Press Club. And Arlene Peck is a talk show host and international syndicated columnist. So welcome, all of you, to Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you. Thank I you. love being here. Arlene? I'm Dr. Carol? Yes? Thank you for having me. Okay. Why, doesn't, why don't one of you start? Would, who would like to start with what you... What your reactions? I know you have very strong reactions to this movie and, uh, and how it was shown... I will because I think I, I was I was upset the most, and and you and I saw it together. I don't know if you were the most upset. <laughs> well, we saw it together, and we came out with the same impressions. Uh, it it just in fact I called Paramount before you called me because I wrote a column, and if, if it'll go to Arut Sheva, which is like the New York Times of Israel today, and they'll read my column, I might spend Paramount in bed with care. I asked Paramount, you know, just before this, this interview, I gave him about two hours. I said, I'm going to be on the radio today talking about this. And this is the people that plan this dialogue, which I understand they had an awful lot of flack has come in there from Paramount. People have been calling in. I said, and I would much rather think you people were just clueless than evil by having a dialogue with, with, you know, a terrorist organization, you know, and set up as a propaganda thing. I said, so please call me back. Maybe we could get a comment, you know, before I go on the show. Needless to say, I haven't received anything. Well, yes, and I guess I should say that I invited Paramount on the show um, and did not get a response as far as their being willing to send someone on the show. And they didn't return my phone call after they promised they'd get right back with me. So we know we know where they're th- what they're so. I, I still think they're clueless rather than evil. I, I, I want to, but it's just they're, they're, the, the stupidity and the political correctness is, is, is just inexcusable this time. Hey, Dr. Carroll, like we saw, it was it was outrageous. 
Yes, go ahead, uh, If Ari? I can interject, I'm sorry, because there is um, there is music in the background, so I think that's something that Andy might be, help, might be able to help us with. Paramount Vantage is actually today um, in Variety on page, on on the front page, uh, talking about the $2.5 billion uh, Paramount Pictures studio in um, in United Arab Emirates. Uh, I don't think oh, that, really? that they really had any bad intentions in showing the movie. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not a movie critic, but I saw, I mean, the movie for me is a good action movie. I think it fails to touch uh, the viewer's heart. Um, this said, uh, the problem that both Arlene, uh, Dr. Carol Yu, and I um, have witnessed is the fact that, that CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations... Which is a is, terrorist organization. Before we go to terming them a terrorist organization, the promise that CARE of hosted, hosted uh, the screening together with Paramount on Paramount Vantage Studios, and I think that most people don't realize the danger in it. It's, it's the equivalent in many respects to KKK doing a screening of Schindler's List at the Simon Wiesenthal Center here in Los Angeles. And I think that's why Arlene and Debbie and I each wrote um, about uh, the movie, about the event. The movie, as we know, really uh, only made uh, 10th place over the opening weekend, which was this past weekend. And um, the movie itself, um, I think $30 million were invested in, in the movie. And given the fact that it flopped during the opening um opening weekend, I'm not quite sure that they'll even be able to recoup the amount of money uh, spent on the movie. Oh, I think it'll do very well in the, in the Arab countries. I think, I think they're going to love it. Because it's like when Kerr was up there, he said, it's not the Muslims that are the bad people, it's, it's criminals that are out there giving us a bad name. And when, when they show this in all the Muslim countries, and don't forget there's 1.6 billion of them, I think this, this show will do very well. Uh, you know, maybe if not from us, but from, from uh, the competition. Well, it's not just that that um, Muslims are not the villains in the movie. It's also that they're the heroes. Yeah, and that's yeah, the focus. The focus is on Ashra Nomani, Daniel Pearl's um, uh, uh, Muslim friend whose house he was staying at. It doesn't talk about how, although it has a tiny script at the end of the movie, it doesn't talk about how she's been persecuted by Muslims because she's a liberal um, and instead, in the movie, it makes her look like she's represent more representative of Muslims than Daniel's killers. And the other thing is that it, um, the hero of the movie is the Pakistani police captain. Um, and it doesn't really point out that there wouldn't need to be these Muslim semi-heroes were it not for the Muslim complete villains that dominate Al-Qaeda, whose uh, beliefs, um, whose uh, uh, Wahhabist beliefs in Islam are the dominant strains of Islam throughout the world. These people who are kind of um, extras, they're cameos in Islam in the world, this Ashra Nomani and this Pakistani captain. The stars of Islam are the people who murdered Daniel Pearl and were cheered on all over the Muslim world, and you don't get that from this movie. But Dr. Lieberman, also, you know, the thing that you were upset about the beheading where they just, you know, breezed over it. Uh, I sat there and I watched this Eamon sit there and talk about how 
the Jews were responsible for 9-11, that 4,000 of them stayed home from work that day. You know, that propaganda piece. Right, I mentioned that in my review, and they don't refute that. They didn't, that's what I said. They sat there, and they had that that comment go out, and then I sat there waiting, well, okay, next, you know, say this never happened. They never corrected that that misfortune. So, so yeah, it it, it was a, a very propaganda piece, and Paramount should know better, and they don't. I... I, I said to the to the uh, woman, in fact, I happened to see her in the restroom before I started, I said, do you guys know who CARE is? I said, this is a terrorist organization. And she looked at me like I was from a foreign, you know, foreign alien planet. And she said, no, they're, they're charity. Like, no, they're not. They're terrorist supporters. Uh, Arlene, uh, I, I will wholeheartedly disagree with you. I think, again, the movie is a good movie. It is not, I don't see it so much as a propaganda movie. It's not a movie that comes and says, listen, the Zionists or the Jews are the ones responsible for September 11th, it, but it does highlight uh, an argument that is commonplace among many uh, people around the world, and that is that it was not perpetrated by Muslims. Now, and that is the problem. The problem is not the movie itself. The problem, in my opinion, is its usage by organizations like CARE to say, you know what, all the evil things that happen today in the world, whether these are terrorist attacks, each of which is being carried out by Muslims, or if it's beheadings, or any other thing unmanageable in Western culture. For instance, tying a person, and there are many such incidents in Lebanon, for instance, uh, tying each limb to either a horse or a car and just tearing the limbs off the body, that's something which is commonplace within a, a Muslim culture. It is not with us. Now, to take such a movie with an organization such as the Council on American-Islamic Relations, and to tell us the Western views that all these abnormalities are really um, carried out either by criminals or by misguided fanatics, that is wrong. That's what's wrong. It's not the movie itself. The problem, in my opinion, and and that's the message that I tried uh, to send in my article, and Debbie and Arlene, I think, in your articles as well, we have to wake up. We don't need care to uh, to make an outreach to Jews and Christians to tell us that we really simply don't understand that these are not Muslims, that they're all criminals. They are definitely Muslims. They believe that the, that the homicide bombings and the, the other terrorist attacks they carry out are done in the name of Allah. Now, we need to realize whether it's one or the other, meaning whether the true Muslims are Al-Qaeda members, or CARE, they are all Muslims. And CARE should concentrate and focus on its own people within the Muslim community to, to eradicate, to eradicate uh, teaching uh, from the schools, from the mosques, uh, of hatred toward the West. But, with, but you see, when they, when they get my feeling, you, I'm just saying, but I, I felt that to give them not only a platform, and for Paramount to sit there, you know, in unity with, with other people, like the other people, I think, on the platform were Jihad, what was it, Jihad uh, Cafe? Yeah, uh, Jihad Cafe. What kind of, you know, what kind of, uh, uh, even, uh, they should have known there. But when they have a platform and CARE is using Paramount to, to uh, go on about how, how wonderful, uh, you know, the Muslims should not be ashamed of anything they're doing, and they have a self-serving so-called rabbi up there with them. I mean, they didn't. They had so many uh, bona fide, you know, legitimate people they could have called on, but they did not. And then this dialogue was not a dialogue. 
But they, they, there were no questions allowed because they I got mean, up there. You're, and they giving eat- them, you're giving them too much credit, I believe. I think Paramount knows who these groups are and they endorse what they're saying. No, I'm saying I don't they think did. that they're doing this by accident. No, I don't well, think you, so either. You know, but, Jeffy, but I also you, think the fact that they, when you and I sat there and we watched, we all had questions, you know, to ask them because that's what a dialogue is supposed to be. And there were absolutely no questions. They had two very grand questions. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm sorry, there's no more time and we'll all have to go. Arlene, if I may highlight just one comment, uh, sure. because you said that the rabbi doesn't really represent the Jewish community. Kerr um, claims that the criminals and misguided fanatics do, mm-hmm. are not are really not Muslims. And then we have a quote-unquote a reverend who says that all of the Christian right is misguided in its own self. Yeah, but the difference is that rabbi doesn't represent anybody. I've never heard of his organization. He's a rabbi without a pulpit. Whereas these terrorists and terror and all of these groups have, you know, thousands of mosques that have the attendance of many Muslim congregants around the world. So there's a difference. They are representative of the dominant Muslim thought, and this rabbi doesn't represent Jews but for himself and maybe a few yahoos. Well, we're just so politically incorrect in this country. It's, it's gotten to the point where we have to speak. In the, I, I write Arlene, um, Ar- sound bites. Arlene, we need yes. to take a break. <laughs> it's uh-huh. nice that you're all so passionate, but we have to take a break. Yes. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about the movie A Mighty Heart. My guests are, are Ari Bussell, Arlene Peck, and Debbie Schlussel. So stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk more about this movie and whether or not it's a propaganda film and what type of propaganda. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I promised you that today would be uh, controversial and lively, and it is. My guests are um, three people who have written very uh, uh, dynamic, forceful columns about this movie. Um, Ari Dussel and Arlene Peck were with me. We saw it together for the first time at Paramount, where there was a screaming, a sc- screaming, <laughs> now that's a Freudian slip, where there was a screening at which, um, there, after which there was a panel, including care, and um, and uh, a rabbi, a sort of an unknown rabbi and an unknown <laughs> um, priest, I guess. Um, and uh, so that's, in case you were sort of wondering what we were talking about there, that's it. And Debbie Schlussel, who wasn't at that particular screening, but who did see it, the movie, A Mighty Heart, at a different screening and also has very strong feelings about it. And myself, your host, <laughs> Dr. Carol Lieberman, who um, is warning you, as usual, to... Uh, not be lulled to collude with the theme of this movie, which is um, to just make friends and not worry about the fact that there is still a very strong threat. Even today, I mean, it's ironic. This happened in 2002 that Daniel Pearl was kidnapped, but um, kidnappings of this type are going on today. It's become commonplace. We don't hear about it as much as we did when Daniel Pearl was was first kidnapped, and that's really sad. Um, so why don't we get back? And Aria, I kind of wanted. I thought you made a good point when you said that um, it's true that that you know each of the people who were at the panel, uh, the religious what leaders, um, were trying to make that point that that the bad people were just the extremists, and and most of the people in that religion are the good people. But but it's not really the bad people because then one need, needs to justify. Why is the Christian right suddenly becoming the bad people? Well, what they think are the bad people are, you know, I mean, they're sort of separating themselves and what they're calling the bad people compared to themselves. And I think that takes away from uh, some of the larger issues, like um, this idea we were talking before about about the uh, myth that they, that they continue to perpetrate in the movie, that the Jews... Um, uh, I, I, 
were the responsible for 9-11. And I, I disagree with you on that because um, I don't think it was clear in the movie that that was a myth. I think that the viewer... Oh, no, you know, they, they let so that fly. I kept waiting still, for the, the other shoot to drop. Let me just, let me just say, correct. there's so many viewers uh, of the movie who want to believe that or will believe that because it's in a movie, with, especially with Angelina Jolie, you know, that this is the truth and that 4,000 people stayed home from the World Trade Center because Jews, because they knew that this was going to happen. And that's a lie. But when you saw it in the movie without anyone rebutting it, it did come across as being the truth. Exactly. I, I, I agree with you. And I kept waiting for them to correct it. And that was I, that was probably my biggest, you know, I was astounded they did not correct it. I mean, the movie, listen, as far as if you like a good action movie and good acting and all that, and, and uh, hey, I'm on the nominating committee for, for uh, SAG this year, and I'm thinking, hell, well, she's a contender, her acting was good. But as far as the moral of the story... Uh, in, in several places, they they failed they failed completely, and they failed to me mostly with getting in bed with care. Yeah, that to me was now, the biggest now, mistake. Talking about Angela Angelina Jolie, and yes, I mean her her performance um, does seem worthy at least of an Oscar nomination. And Debbie, you wrote in your article, or I, I think it was in your article, right, that she has some anti pro Palestinian anti Israeli leanings. Is that correct? Yeah, she's very pro-Palestinian, um, and she's also very pan-Arabic. Uh, she has a she has an Arabic tattoo. She got on a family vacation in Lebanon. She's constantly talked about the Palestinian refugees and thanked King Abdullah for helping them, which she really hasn't helped them. He's kept them in refugee camps and refused to absorb them, and she's written some very anti-Israel things, and she's cheered on Palestinian kids when they sing about having revenge um, on the Jews and retaking Jerusalem. So she's not, this is not a peaceful person uh, who's all um, sweetness and love. Oh, wow, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, hey, stay tuned. Hey, I can hey, be Debbie, writing since, more. Debbie, you took us for a second to the Palestinian problem. If I may just add, because Kerr and um, even the Pakistani general consul, uh, the Honorable Saeed Abbas, uh, mentioned that... Um, these are all fanatics, they are not Muslims, etc. I'm reminded of what's happening nowadays in the Gaza Strip, whereby we have a democratically elected government of Hamas, um, whereby Hamas says that uh, Abu Mazen, the Palestinian Authority, really do not represent uh, the people. Uh, Abu Mazen says that Hamas does not represent the people, and they are yet to decide which of, which of them are the true Muslims. Very much like here. We need to figure out, and I think Kieran needs to figure out, who really represents Islam. Are they, meaning is Care, the Council on America Islamic Relations, the true spokesperson for Muslims? Does everybody who commits a terrorist act in the name of Allah, in the name of Islam, uh, very easily does not belong to them, so they can condemn uh, them? Or are the people who commit these murderous acts are the true Muslims, because they all seem to believe in the same uh, compassionate God uh, named Allah, uh, and um, except the, one of them carries out terrorism uh, by murdering people, and the other one carries terrorism by being very deceitful um, and being very sophisticated yes. in what they do. And, and I think the that's Quran, what we've the seen... Quran. Itself. I mean, it says it in the Quran. If you are not one of, of us, 
you should be destroyed. I mean, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing it, but that's exactly what it says. If you're not, if you're not a true Muslim, if you're, you know, if you don't believe what they believe, yes, anyone that's not them. So yeah, they, they, they're true to their Quran. You know, it, it's quite interesting also that, that the executive director of CARE, uh, very eloquently quoted the Quran saying that the Quran prohibits, uh, killing a, of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, of innocent people. And he who kills one person, uh, essentially as if the person killed the whole world. Right, ripped now, off from Jewish and Christian biblical thought. But well, um, that's exactly the... That they don't believe that Jews, Israelis, Westerners, and non-Muslims are innocent people. And there's the, the rub. Yeah. And that's what a person who just, I mean, a normal, everyday, um, average person who went to a screening and hears a um, head of an organization that states very eloquently, um, listen, our religion prohibits killing people. But the same religion, the same Quran also states, let no Jew, let no ape, let, let no monkey hide behind, behind a stone because we will find them, we will kill them. Well, actually, the, Ari, that is in the Hadith, and, in, and that's the problem. They will say, oh, there's nothing like that in the Quran, and that may be so, but a lot of the vitriolic teachings are in the, the Quran, Hadith, though. which are, yeah, but it's, it's more, uh, it's more um, explicit in the Hadith, and that's where most of the negative things are, and those are the word of Muhammad, and they're as binding on Muslims as the Quran. Like the 72 virgins is not in the Quran, it's in the Hadith. It was a 72-year-old virgin. They made a typo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but can yeah. you, I mean, Mohammed had a six-year-old bride that he took, and he did deflower her, I think. Nine. nine. I think she was nine, wasn't That's she? That's what I said, she was nine. But, you know, so when they sit there and get this attitude about little, you know, taking little boys and children and things like that, I mean, this is what they're, they're you know, that they follow from Mohammed. So what do you expect? Well, I, I think that the problem with the screening, again, was not the movie itself. It was the the organizations that hosted the screening. Yeah. And, you know, to term, for anybody to stand up um, on on a platform and say, uh, this is a courageous act, I greatly disagree. It is not a courageous act. The true courageous act would be for any one of these sponsoring organizations to stand up and to say, listen, all the hatred, all the hijacking, all the homicide bombings, all the beheadings that are going on uh, in the name of Islam, in the name of uh, Alam, they are wrong. They are wrong when they are perpetrated against Jews, they are wrong when they are perpetrated against Christians, and they are definitely wrong when they are perpetrated against Muslims. I mean, let's talk about homicide bombings. They've been going on in Israel for years now because of the, particularly the second intifada, and yet no one in the Arab world stands up and says it's wrong to kill innocent yes. children and women and and, um, and the elderly, etc. When did they when did they stand up to say it was wrong? When in Jordan, a country in peace with Israel, when there was a homicide bombing in a wedding, suddenly they came out to the streets. Now that goes back to the very same sentence by um, or uh, stance by uh, the executive director of CARE. If it's wrong to kill innocent people, an innocent person in the West, an innocent person in our culture is somebody who did no wrong to you. 
then it's wrong whether the person is Afro-American, African-American, or white, it's Caucasian. It's wrong if it's a man or a woman. It's wrong if it's an adult or a child. It's wrong, period. And you should not be differentiating. You want to be courageous, stand up and say that all the people that you're calling criminals and fanatics and misguided people are truly wrong. Work from within. Go to your schools. Go to yeah, your mosque. Yeah. Because they don't do it. I, I think going back, I'm saying to this, with, with what Hollywood land, was, what we deal with that here. And I, and I do in a way. I have a celebrity interview show. I deal with people. We started our, you know, we a couple of you were at, at in my home. We started as Hollywood stars against uh, global terrorism. And, and uh, you know, I thought everyone would be, you know, leaping to sign it. Well, they're not. I've had, I've had, uh, you know, people that have gone on my shows and I've asked them to sign and Well, I don't want to be political. Arlene, it was very bland. It wasn't left or right, or you know, it was it was Hollywood stars against global terrorism. And Arlene, we need to break. We need to break. Let's continue with Hollywood stars against terrorism after the break. (laughs) Okay, absolutely. And we'll uh, take a break from this passionate discussion about a mighty heart being a mighty mistake. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about a mighty, which I'm calling a mighty mistake. And um, we're talking about... uh, what, how this movie failed to actually uh, do justice to Daniel Pearl's story instead of celebrating him as the journalist he was um, and as someone who was trying to reach understanding at the same time as he was trying to inform us. Uh, he died when he was set up in Pakistan, um, kidnapped when he was uh, told that he would be able to meet um, someone who was a religious leader who he hoped would clarify the ties between Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, and Al-Qaeda. And uh, needless to say, we need more of these people who are willing to risk their lives um, to find out about all of these details so that we can all be safer. And um, I was talking before, and I'd like to ask my guests what they think about... Um, the idea of the beheading not being shown on the screen, that was one of the things that really bothered me. And again, since I'm an anti-violence person, anti-media violence person, you would think that um, I would have a lot of pause about showing anything violent, and I do. And I certainly am not saying we should have been showing the gore, you know, as his head was severed, but... um, but I do think we should have seen more than just the expressions and the faces of the people watching the videotape that the kidnappers had sent. And uh, like the, you know, the uh, the knife going up in the air or something from the actual footage. I mean, they, there was a, a real videotape and it circulated on the Internet. And so the just like uh, some of the rest of the documentary, they could have included that, either, you know, reenacting it or as part of the documentary style. Um, and that just made it seem to me like it was it was just sort of the epitome of how sanitized it all was. And if any of my guests would like to comment on this, Debbie Schlussel, Arlene Peck, and Ari Bussell, go right ahead. Sanitized? I thought they were going to send him home with a puppy. <laughs> it was it was like so. It wasn't sanitized. The movie, in a way, I'm saying that they told her story. I think they accomplished what they wanted to do. This was her story, but. But uh, I think that the fact, to me, the basic you know reason I said that I was so outraged was the fact that Paramount has has, as I said, gotten in bed with with the terrorist supporting organization, and that is the most dangerous thing to me. That when our Hollywood stars out here, the people that make these movies, either from stupidity or from whatever reason they have, you know, greed or whatever it is. Overlook, you know, by being politically correct, who the real enemies are, and they sanitize it. Like you said, that to me is dangerous, very dangerous. Well, I think it was all. Uh, well, I called it a whitewash. I think it was all a whitewash. Um, Debbie, Ari, I, 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 I'm actually I'm trying to to reconcile the word sanitize. I don't believe that the beheading should have been shown uh, during the movie. Uh, we have seen the actual photos which are available on the Internet of Daniel Pearl uh, in handcuffs, etc. The fact of the matter is, and a tool which is a very useful and a very efficient tool uh, in, um, in the arsenal of the Muslims 
is the Internet nowadays. Yeah. And yes, they, they show beheadings. Um, they use it all the time. I mean, anybody who visited the Hamas website, one of their websites last week, uh, would have seen um, one of their people uh, being tortured. And quite frankly, they did it just as a PR stunt uh, with their own inner fighting between Fatah and Hamas. Now, I, I truly don't believe that the beheading should have been shown because most people, any average American would go to the movie, movie theater to see it, and 7 million people went over the weekend to see the movie, um, knows the end. You know that Daniel Pearl was beheaded. You know right. that um, everything is available on the Internet. You know that it happened about five years ago. It happened actually just a few months after September 11th, 2001. It happened at the beginning of 2002. So I, I truly don't believe it was sanitized. Also, um, and Dr. Carroll, I think you can easily um, add your expertise here, people grieve differently. People cope with, um, with death, and in this case, both with kidnapping and later with the unknown, and later on with death differently. And it is quite interesting that... Uh, that um, Daniel Pearl's wife in the movie, also in the book, cut short an interview, and, and when she leaves, she asks the interviewer, have you no decency? Yes. And, um, you know, I did not, having seen the movie, I did not um, interpret the group of people who participated in, in the search and in the effort to find Daniel Pearl um, as really... Uh, bringing the message of peace and love uh, to the world. That was not the point. They were coping with a very intense period of time during which they gave their heart and soul to try to find Daniel Pearl. Everyone for different purposes. Pakistani officials, because there was pressure from the United States. There was The whole international community was scrutinizing the country of Pakistan. How much will they do uh, to find Daniel Pearl? Um, Daniel Pearl's wife, of course, it's his wife, she's carrying their unborn baby. Um, so I really would not read into it Jews and Christians and Muslims all overlooking the fact that it's, that it's Islamic terror uh, that they're facing. They know very well what it is they're facing. And what they're trying to do, they're trying to cope as individuals, as members of the same team. Again, each member of the team had his or her own reasons to participating in it. But, okay, but what I'm saying is, and, and maybe I should have, I, when I say they should have shown the beheading, I don't mean literally, you know, the head coming off. I just mean that we should have seen something, um, you know, as I said, like one way to do it would just be a knife sticking up in the air and then going to black or something like that. I'm just saying that it sort of took away from the grisliness of this whole crime. And I think that that's, that's why I'm saying it was sanitized, that it didn't make it seem as awful as it really was. Well, apparently, unlike the Judeo-Christian set of beliefs, whereby we cherish life, we uphold it in the utmost um, respect, and essentially that's what we try to enrich our kids' lives with, uh, when we go to Islam, I almost would say it's a culture of death. And in a culture of death... People's lives do not are, are not worth anything, and right. the fact that Daniel Pearl, whether he was Jewish or American or a journalist, thus a CIA agent, that's not the reason to behead a person. But and Dr. Carroll, you just mentioned that um, it may not be so commonplace. There are three Israeli soldiers who have been kidnapped. 
Mm-hmm. One of them has now been for a whole year, Gilad Shalit, yeah. um, uh, in Hamas hands. The other two, Ehud Goldwasser and Eldad Regev, have been um, just a shorter period of time in the hands of, um, of Hezbollah in the north. Both Hamas and Hezbollah are connected with Al-Qaeda and with Iran. Now, it is the same ideology. Let's kidnap people to make a statement. Uh, the idea to kidnap the Israeli soldiers from within sovereign Israel territory was in order to exchange them with either hundreds or thousands of terrorists and terrorists who killed people, not terrorists because somebody decided to label them a terrorist. So the point is, it's ongoing, it's commonplace within the Arab world and within the Muslim world, and I would expect if CARE and other Muslim organizations, whether it's the Muslim Public Affairs Council or the Council of American Islamic Relations or Cafe Intifada or any one of another dozen organizations that co-sponsored the event, the screening at Paramount Vantage, I would expect them to stand up and say it's wrong. And, and Ari, this is, you're right in what you're saying, that because what you just pointed out there is about the, the organization that sponsored this. And when you have an organization like Paramount or any of the celebrities out here that come out so politically correct, and this is where we, you know, we are, are living or we're speaking and whatever, and it's about the Hollywood scene and going back to what we were saying, Hollywood stars against global terrorism, uh, there aren't any. And this goes back to these are the ones that are making the movies, these are the ones that are producing them, these are the ones that are coming up with these, you know, looking for the next great scripts. And, and, I mean, you know, because we, we're all, I think, in pretty much opinion, you know, the same opinion as far as uh, our, our beliefs, you know, po- politically about, you know, homicide, murderers, and things like that. But they, they have so much power here in Hollywood to betray these, like, you know, like you were saying, you know, with, with uh, uh, what was I forgot the, the parallel you used. I think I used it in my column. It was like uh, the KKK having a car wash for a bunch of yeshiva boys. Correct. You know, when, when they, when that they was in your call. Do, what was your what was your parallel? Because I, I liked it in your. Mine article. was with uh, KKK either winning the election in in California or um, having a screening at the Simon Wiesenthal Center about uh, a screening of Schindler's exactly. List. Exactly, and, and that's what I'm saying. This goes back to what what we saw. We saw a sanitized version because Hollywood decreed it that way. Not that the fact is that way, but because Hollywood decided not to be not, you know that they go over backwards not to make any Muslims look bad. Whenever you see the movies here, it's always Nazis. I mean, I, I think to myself, when's the last time we had a Nazi problem? I mean, we know who the enemy are. We know. But the movies will not, they, 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 you know, they tiptoe around it. And in this movie, they tiptoed around it, too, because all the people that were said, it was such fabulous uh, police work. Are you well, in agreement with that? Well, do any of you know, um, I mean, I, I just read an article recently um, that Azra wrote, the woman who whose house Daniel and Marianne Pearl were living in, and she was very disturbed by the movie as well. And actually, she's going to be um, at Georgetown University uh, where there is a group starting to look into the murder of Daniel Pearl because yeah, but at least one of her objections was that he's barely in the movie. Yeah, she felt that it was she was upset that he was a cameo in his own story, which yes. I think is a great point. But um, I don't think that her other points are all necessarily jiving with the ones we've made. 
Well, but I mean, l- she, let's was, go back she to was the... saying that we were. She was saying that um, he wasn't the Daniel Pearl in the movie. Wasn't the Daniel Pearl he, she knew that he was much more vibrant and he was much more passionate and dedicated to journalism and the truth and all of that than we actually saw in the movie. That was one of her her comments. But what did you mean? How how is she not in agreement with some of the things that we've been saying? Well, I don't think that she talked about how um, that the real enemy of the people who killed Daniel Pearl were Muslims and how that was really belittled in favor yes. of a heroic portrayal of herself and a police officer. Yes. Um, she didn't really go into that. I, I didn't see it as heroic so much. I saw it as people who are trying... Well, well Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt think so. They've said in interviews with NBC and with Reader's Digest and with People Magazine that the hero of the movie is that Pakistani guy and Asher Nomani, that those really? are the Muslims and they are the heroes. They've admitted that. So they've admitted that in the media. That's amazing. Well, when, when, the, when the main um, lesson of the movie is that misery um, is, a, is yes. essentially the root cause, um, it is not. I mean, let's look at India. India has as much poverty and misery as Pakistan, if not more, and yet we don't see classes of homicide bombers on international TV being dispatched to all corners of the world to inflict... It's because in, in the few cases where they've been successful, the Indian government has cracked down on them and beat the uh, you-know-what out of them, whereas the Pakistani government has to enable the radicals because... Um, they want to depose Musharraf, and the only way he can survive is to help enable them, much like the way the Saudis' royal family has done. Um, it is time for the Muslims to wake up and to fight this cancer to eradicate it from within. They don't need the Judeo-Christian audiences. Oh, uh, I agree come. with that. Uh, they need to fight it, because if they don't fight it, uh, we will not have a society left eventually, because... By the fact that you are saying that anybody who commits murderous acts are criminals and not related to you, um, so you're essentially saying it's not my responsibility. Of course it's your responsibility. If you're a true believer, whether of Islam, of Christianity, or Judaism, or any other religion, you should be the first to stand and say, I take responsibility, I'm going to fight it. It's wrong. It's wrong to kill other people in the name of religion. Ari, how many how many million man marches do you see? You got one point six billion people. Have you seen a forget a million man march? Have you seen a twenty five man march? Uh, on, no. on the contrary, on the contrary, Arlene, if we just opened the the inf- the paper that care distributed during the screening, I mean, what do I see here? I see um, memories of propaganda machine um, um, using the same techniques as the Nazis, Professor. Finkelstein says, a Holocaust denier. Next page, Israel is an apartheid state. Uh, and Israeli apartheid. Next page, uh, Steve Emerson, a non-terrorism expert, disturbing track record. Go page by page. This is not an organization that is really trying to make an outreach. This is an organization that, in a very sophisticated way, is utilizing the, essentially the innocence or the naivety of Paramount Vantage and the Hollywood crowd to send a message that they really care. They do not that's, care. That's what I wrote in my column. I said, I said, I don't believe it's from evil that they're doing this. I believe it's because they're clueless. And, and stupidity is not an excuse either as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Well, and and it, I would it, like to see somebody from Paramount stand up and preferably 
the people who run Paramount or Vicom, the owners of Paramount, and say, it was a mistake, we did not realize what we did, and we are about to correct it. Well, I called up there, Dr. Lieberman, you said you called before the show today? Yes, yes. And have you heard back from them? No, I called last week. You did, I so, I mean, it is of, of concern, and I, I am surprised to see that they, I mean, certainly that is the way that, it, that the movie came out, where it was Azra and the captain who were the heroes instead of Daniel Pearl, absolutely. Well, um, I guess it's our time to uh, to end the show. I'd like to thank all of my guests, Ari Bussell, Debbie Schlussel, and Arlene Peck. Um, obviously, this, uh, as well it should, this movie has brought up a lot of strong feelings. I do recommend that you all go see the movie, however, but keeping in mind some of the things that we've been talking about, and um, what, what was the strongest point for me in seeing the movie was at the end, and I'm not giving it away because we all know how it ended, um, when Angelina Jolie, Daniel Pearl's wife, um, starts to all of a sudden realize they tell her that he's dead and she cries out in anguish. And what I thought of both times that I saw the movie was... That is what is going to be happening to each and every one of us if we don't acknowledge now that we have to be more aware of what's going on in the world, uh, not be lulled to sleep, not um, forget, think that because nothing uh, major has happened since 9-11 that it's not going to happen. It is imminent. And we need to, to, to educate ourselves more about all of these things so that we can't, a movie like this can't come out because people would know too much, would know that it was portraying things in a very propagandized, uh, slanted way that isn't accurate. And we have to be very, very vigilant about these kinds of things so that we can protect ourselves. And again, it's Daniel Pearl who should be considered the hero in all of this, and his wife, uh, and his son. So, um, thank you all for uh, listening. Thank my guests again. Also, you might want to look at the uh, on the internet for the Daniel Pearl Foundation. Um, he, he, it is an attempt to do good work, and uh, but we do have to be a little more vigilant than that as well, and and uh, really, you know, wake up to what's going on in our world and just how dangerous it is. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.